0: I am Sarah-Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are going to look at the importance of productivity through a different lens. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I ate a full salad today at lunch. And that is a win after my thorn, which is that I had my second vaccine on Wednesday and all day Thursday, I was out, out. Like, I don't think, I ate like a piece of toast and an orange and slept literally all day long. I felt just awful. And then I tried to eat breakfast this morning. My appetite wasn't quite back yet but I ate a salad at lunch, so that's a win, but um, it hit me hard. I went into this kind of naively thinking I would be like right back to work on Thursday. It wasn't like that for me. However, um, obviously super pumped still about the possibilities that are gonna open up once this kind of integrates into my system. My bud is that I am hosting a free workshop all about work-life balance on Thursday at 12 PM Eastern standard time. So you should definitely put that on your calendar. Ooh, where did that accent come from? Put it on your calendar. And on Thursday at 12 PM, join me for a free workshop all about time and self care and a different way to think about productivity. Which brings me to today's episode. So typically when we think of being productive, we are using it as a reason for us to produce more. This is ingrained in us from our consumerist society and stems primarily from corporate American culture. If we produce more, then we are worth more. That's the message we receive our entire lives. However, this concept of needing needing to be productive for productivity's sake actually can cause us to be less effective even when we're considering a corporate work environment. In fact, studies have shown that ending a task while you still have a bit of energy left can make you more effective when you return. In one particular study, participants were tested on their divergent thinking skills during a two-minute task. They spent five minutes on math problems, then they were tested again on their divergent thinking. Now, half the participants were told that they'd be tested twice, while the other half were, were not informed of that. Now, while both groups had higher scores after the break, which allowed their brains to rest from the main task, those who had been told they'd be tested again benefited more from the break than those who hadn't. Researchers found that participants who had scored better initially suggesting a more creative mindset benefited even more from the break. Now, what this suggests is that consciously leaving tasks undone, leaving the last sentence of a paragraph unwritten, for example, will nudge your mind to continue without your conscious awareness. A strategy like this evens out the highs and lows in creative work, providing a boost to creativity and buffering stress. So While productivity for productivity's sake isn't uniquely American, we do have a lot to learn from other cultures about the ease of embracing rest in the work environment. From the Spanish siesta to the Italian reposo, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, many Italian businesses actually close in the early or late afternoon, allowing the owners to go home, have lunch, and take a quick nap during the hotter parts of the day. And in fact, some companies in the U.S. such as Google, Uber, and Ben and & Jerry's have jumped on board with napping at work because of the evidence that it does in fact make more effective workers. So when I say this, I know that for so many there's the sphere of lost time. But actually, there's a name for how this, is a f- how this actually works. And it's called Parkinson's Law. It's the old adage that work expands to fill the time allotted. The amount of work required adjusts to the time available for its completion. This is particularly helpful for those of us that are self-employed. If we give ourselves 10 hours a day to do the work, it will take us 10 hours. And conversely, if we give ourselves 4 hours to do the work, we will get it done in 4. Obviously, there are limits to this, but it's essentially saying that if we commit to a short period of a large export of focus and attention, then we are more impactful than if we give 10 hours of 15% of our effort. This isn't only important for those of us who are self-employed or have flexible work environments. It can also be used when you work for someone else. You can make more headway on your projects faster if you use these principles and then more of your time can be used to self nourish. Which brings us to question the 40 hour work week in general. Did you know that the 40 hour work week started because of the industrial revolution? When most Americans were working in factories doing repetitive activities, union workers fought for 40 hour work weeks as a way to work less and to not kill people of overworking. It wasn't a way to keep us more effective and definitely didn't take into consideration that many of us now make our living through creative export. Yet we still hold ourselves and our employees to that standard centuries later, the bare minimum of what we need to just not kill the people. It's worth considering if that's the best model for us to live by, especially those of us who have control of our schedule and the schedule of others. Okay. So we're, we've talked here about how shortening our workday is important. So what do we do instead? I want to present the idea that productivity exists not to produce more, but to work less. I want us to I want to encourage us to release the idea that if we are supposed to infinitely produce quality work so that we can earn our worth in the world and instead shift our mindset to giving 100% of our energy for shorter periods of time so that we can enjoy the other moments of our life more completely. For those of us who are self employed or who work from home, this may be an easier concept to consider. However, even for those that are working for someone else, getting your work done more quickly and effectively will allow you the mental space to not feel like you're always catching up or never allowed to breathe. So what is step one here? I suggest giving your tasks timeframes that you intend to complete them in. Maybe that's 25-minute increments or one-hour-long focus sessions so that you have time in which you just stop what you're working on Try that out this week. See if it makes you more effective in shorter periods of time and let me know how it goes. Now, as a reminder, if you want to ditch the productivity for productivity's sake mindset and are ready for more rest and ease in your life, you may want to check out my free workshop that's happening this Thursday, April 29th. I'm talking all things time management and balancing work and life. We will try to have that linked in the show notes for you. If for some reason I forget, you can find it on Instagram at, in, at Sarah Jane Case on Instagram. We'll have the link in the bio. As always, it is such a joy to create this content for you. I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.